We're back home on yards Thursday night here. A lot of stuff has happened since the last episode. So we're just going to get straight into it. Uh, We'll start off with the Harden trade. Um, I mean, if you haven't heard of it yet, uh, the Nets acquired James Harden. If you haven't heard it, honestly, kind of living under a rock. Uh, But we'll go Brandon first reactions on, on Harden getting sent from the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I were to give it a grade, like, do we want to do gradings of the trade? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we can do gradings. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So I'll go with the Nets perspective. I'd say, I'd say it's a B. I'd say it's an A right now, but I'd say it's probably like a C, C plus. You know, in the future, obviously, because as we get into the trade, I mean, he was traded. You know, the Nets gave up in this trade. They gave up their starting center, Jared Allen, who I think. Arguably, he's one of the better centers in the league. Um, if you actually just look at his stats and what he does, kind of his, uh, his advanced stats, uh, they give up, you know, a Torian Prince, who's a pretty decent bench, you know, uh, bench scorer. He's kind of like your six, he's probably your seven, eight man. Uh, they gave up Karis Levert, who I think is actually pretty good. I actually really like Karis Levert. Um, he went to, so he went to the Rockets, Allen and Prince went to Cleveland. That's just another part of the trade, but the Nets also gave up three first round picks, 2022, 24 and 26, and then four first round pick swaps in 21, 23, 25 and 27 all to Houston. So the player they get James Harden, I mean, I'd say that's obviously an A addition to your team, even with the subtraction of Allen, Prince and Levert, I'd still have, I'd still rather have James Harden than those three. Um, at least in my mind, I would, uh, but for going in the future, I mean, like it's basically all three of those guys are under contract basically for the next two seasons, I guess, two and a half counting this one. So, I mean, if you don't really win a championship in these next two seasons and you'd have to hope that they'd resign, but I mean, what are the odds of all three of them resigning if even any of them resign? So they really have to win a championship these next two, three years. And if they don't, then it's, it's, it's a waste. I'd say. So I'd give it a B because of right now, it's definitely the right move, but for the future, you, if you don't win a championship, then it's a terrible trade I'd say, but if you win a championship, then it's all worth it. So are we saying a B is average or is a C average or, I mean, I mean, in my mind, I'd say B is average. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would, I would give this trade for the nets and this is, I would call it a bias grade, but I would give it like a C or a C minus. I'll say C for now, uh, but it has the potential to go down even further because again, like you said, it relies on the nets winning a championship in the next two or three years. And if they don't do that, then this trade is an F uh, basically Um, assuming none of them or not none of them, but assuming at least one of them doesn't resign. Um, I just I don't think the Nets are going to win a championship in the next two to three years. Maybe maybe they do. So that's why if you do think they will with Harden, if that's the difference maker, then you know you'd have this grade higher than I do. But I don't think it's going to make the difference for them winning the championship or not. Uh, so that's why I have it so low. Uh, I actually think the more interesting more interesting team to me is probably Houston. I mean. So, well, there's four teams in this trade, but yeah. as far as Houston's return is concerned, I mean, I thought they got a lot considering, I mean, Harden has been, Harden's been rumored to be out since what? I mean, before the season even started at this point. So yeah, you kind of knew he summer. was, you knew he was going to be gone. 
honestly, I mean, teams aren't going to be willing to trade much to anybody who's already, you know, on the way out. Uh, but they got, I mean, XM, who cares? They got all the depot. They got four first round picks, four pick swaps and a second round pick. I mean, you quickly went from a team that doesn't really have much in the future to a team that now has a lot in the future. Uh, I mean, obviously you're not going to be winning a championship in the next probably five years at the very least, probably now, but that's just a harsh reality of the NBA. That's kind of how it works. Unless you're like a big free agent market team. Uh, but I mean, I, I think you went from a team that was probably going to be, you know, in the NBA purgatory of five seed and losing in the second round to now you have the ability to hit the reset button. Ideally, you probably would have gotten Ben Simmons and you would have sent Harden to the Sixers. But if that's not going to happen and if you weren't able to get, I know Ainge said that, that the asking price was too high. He wanted, uh, they wanted Smart and Brown. If you were able to get like a, one of those packages, that'd be better. But if this is the best you can get, I mean, I would give I would give um, the Rockets grade probably like a B plus or an A minus. I mean, yeah, I I give the Rockets probably an A. I mean, kind of like what you were saying. I mean, another part was they traded Lavert for Oladipo, and I think that's the right move. I mean, Oladipo is going to be a free agent after this season, so if he's good, they can resign him. If he's not, they could just let him walk, and they basically didn't really give up anything. Uh, and then John Wall is going to be off the books after next year. So, you know, they, they're going to have a lot of money to spend. Look, they're obviously – they're not going to be a playoff team. They're going to be bad for this year and pr- most likely next year. So they're hoping that they're being bad. They can get a top first-round pick. And the swaps, I mean, probably for 2021, which is this year in 2023, I'd say, the swaps won't really matter that much because the Nets will – be a lot better than the Rockets will be but again if they if those guys don't resign then you have two more pick swaps and you also have two more first round picks uh yeah you have 2024 and 2026 they're that's just their first round pick so yeah I mean for the Rockets I think this is a great trade um I heard that they wanted Simmons and Tyrese Maxey from the Sixers but the Sixers didn't want to give up Maxey they were willing to give up Matisse Thibel so I think I mean if that's the reason why you're not trading for James Harden, then I'd say you just didn't want James Harden if you're worried about giving up Tyrese Maxey or Matisse Thybul, because it didn't seem like they had to give up as many, definitely not as many picks if you're giving up Ben Simmons because the player equals the amount of picks that the Nets had to give up because they didn't have a type of player like Simmons. So if that's really the reason, I would just say the Sixers didn't want Harden, um, which, I mean, can you, I could you blame I don't, them? I don't, I mean, no, I don't at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, would they win a championship with Harden and Embiid? I mean, probably not. I mean, are they going to win with Simmons and Embiid? Probably not, too. But I think you'd rather have Simmons and Embiid than Harden and Embiid. Um, so I think the Nets was the only option for Harden. And they, I mean, was this, I kind of have a question. I mean, do you think Kyrie orchestrated this trade? Do you think this was Kyrie's trade? Um, in that he said he, like, Instead, in that if you get Harden, I'll come back to the team. Because again, he hasn't said anything. We don't know when he's exactly coming back. But do you think he said, like, I'm going to come back to the team, you get Harden, and then you'll have us three and I'll be focused for basketball? Do you, I mean, do you think that happened? No, I don't think so. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what Kyrie's been doing. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's been like orchestrating a trade. I mean, I think that's somebody else in the front office doing that or some I mean, other people he definitely approved it though well sure i mean him and kd approve have to approve everything that goes on really i mean yeah i don't th- i don't think it's just kyrie if we're talking about orchestrating trades like i would say if you want to say kyrie and kd then sure 
like did they talk to Harden about it? I mean, probably, but uh, I mean, they're not the ones negotiating it, I guess. Like, well, like yeah. I think if anything, they're probably saying, I, I, if anything, Kyrie and KD are like, you know, go get Harden, but they're not like, I mean, they, they probably want, they probably want to give up like as many first round picks as possible. And I don't, and the, the bad thing about having Kyrie and KD on a team is like, you know, you kind they kind of have you over a barrel. I mean, if they want you to go send five first round picks, Karis Levert, Jared Allen, four first round picks and a second round pick and like three other pick swaps, like just to get James Harden, who's like an aging superstar that is ball dominant, just like, just like Kyrie and, and KD in a way too. And I mean, if they want you to do it, you have to do it because if they, if you don't do it, they're just not going to resign or they're not going to be happy. And if they're not happy, they're probably not winning championships. So it's a negative for the nets to be in this scenario, at least in my opinion, uh, this trade reminds me in, in my mind, this trade is like a better Paul Pierce KG trade. Obviously it's way better because they're just way better than, yeah. than, than uh, Pierce and KG were at the time. Um, and Jason Terry, but I mean, again, you're just, you're selling your future for, for the short term. And if it doesn't work out and they don't resign, uh, I mean, you're done for the next, again, I mean, the Nets just spent so much time trying to get, back into shape and if this doesn't work out again you're going to be done for the next after two or three years you're going to be done for another five or six probably again before you can even consider you know rebuilding really um so yeah i mean for for the nets side i mean you're definitely taking a risk it's definitely it's a better risk than it was for kg and pierce because they were clearly past their prime and really I mean, that was only... like, a, that was one of the worst trades at me yeah. history. I mean, the only reason they really did it was because they just moved to Brooklyn and they were trying to get relevance. I don't think they actually thought they could win a championship with that team. I mean, if they did, then they're crazy because that team had no chance of even coming close to the finals. But I think this trade they're actually making to win the championship. I mean, clearly you have Katie and Kyrie, then you add Harden. So it's a completely different trade, but in a sense, it's the same, obviously and that you're giving up a lot of your future. Um, but I mean, I mean, looking at the Nets, I mean, their lineup now, I mean, again, you did lose a lot of depth. You lost, I mean, Dinwiddie's obviously out with injury. You did keep him, which I think is good for the next two years. That When he comes back next season, I think that'll be, I think next year they'll be a lot better than they will be this year. But I mean, you have this year, you have Kyrie, Harden, Katie, and then I guess you have Joe Harris at your three, DeAndre Jordan at your starting center. He's a backup center at best. So that's definitely. I mean, he's good. been getting, he's been getting like DN, like, DMP coaches decisions. Yeah, I mean he's. So, I think the only I think reason losing... he's on the team is because of KD and Kyrie. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, losing Allen. Like I think that's. I like Levert a lot, but he was obviously going to be someone who had to get traded in a James Harden trade. Losing Allen, that that really hurts. I think he's he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. He's a great rebounder, and he's way better than DeAndre Jordan is. So I think that's going to hurt them. But you know, like looking at their bench, I mean. I mean, they have Bruce Brown, you know, Jeff Green. Um, again, they lost Torian Prince, who was a pretty well, good this, I mean, it kind of go. I don't know. I feel like the Nets, I mean, from this trade, and, you know, from a winning in the short-term perspective, if you want to argue that you make this trade 10 times out of 10, like, I won't necessarily disagree with it. It's James Harden. But, I mean, you've we went from – this went from a team that you clearly saw had obviously a great starting five and a, and a very solid bench, one of the best in the league, to now yeah. – I mean, obviously still a star-studded starting five, but after that, I mean, your center's position and the rest of your bench is pretty bad. I mean, if Jeff Green is like your seventh best player, that's not good. 
Uh, obviously, yeah. Dinwiddie's out, so that's uncontrollable. But yeah, I mean, losing Levert, you're going to probably have to lose him regardless. Uh, and a dream, James Harden trade or not, I just don't know that he was necessarily the best fit on the team. Uh, not that he's not a great fit, but whatever. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, losing Allen is not good. And obviously, DeAndre Jordan is just, I mean, he's been getting out, he's been getting healthy scratches. So you're just going to have to hope that you don't need a bench. I mean, you might just not. If you have the three top, three of the top 10 players in the league, you might just not need a bench, but we'll see how things go. I'm still not necessarily sold on this team winning at all. Um, I mean, they're going to have to go through some pretty solid teams in the, in the East and obviously whoever comes out of the West as well. Uh, is Kyrie, KD, and Harden going to work on the court? It's going to take time for sure. I mean... I just don't know how Kyrie Harden and KD are all going to fit together. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you're more sold on it than I am, but. Well, I'm not really worried about KD because he doesn't really need the ball to affect a game. I'd say like, he doesn't need to have the ball like every single possession, but like Harden and Kyrie, they definitely do. So that's going to be, that's going to be tough unless, I mean, I did read something that said, they're all willing to give up. I mean, I think everyone says that whenever you add like a superstar to your team, but if they actually are willing to give up possessions and, you know, points, shot attempts, it definitely can work. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, one of those, one or two of those guys is going to be on the floor at all times of the game, which I don't think no other team in the league can say that, that they could have three when they're at their best, three top 20 players, maybe even top 15 uh, with Kyrie being the last of the three, but no other team can say that. So for them to have that, and when it comes playoff time, you know, maybe again, like these first 10 games, you can't really say anything because there's no way they're going to know how to play with each other for these first couple of weeks. But when it comes to the playoffs, you'd hope that they'd be more consistent with each other and they'd have more chemistry. And at that point, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to play them again, if they're, you know, if their chemistry is up, if they're still can't figure it out, then, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard for them to win, you know, multiple rounds, but if they, they figure it out, uh, even just like halfway, then yeah, they're going to be hard to get out. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I still would put, I mean, the reigning champions over them. I, I, that's the only team I'd be willing to say for sure. I'd have above the nets though, which I mean, I think that's progress. I, I think before this trade, there are probably teams that I would for sure have above the nets. Uh, but again, I mean, with the potential, the potential is, I mean, through the, through the roof, uh, they could, they could, if they reach their ceiling, they're probably by far the best team in the league. So the one thing that's going to hold them back is defense though. They lost defense in the trade and they added Harden who doesn't give really anything defensively. So they could, they could probably score 120 points a game they wanted to but they're probably going to give up 120 points a game also so they can just figure it out defensively um and that Harden can somewhat try I know like the stats last year say that he was better defensively but he's and I know this year I can't really look at what he did this year because he was clearly just trying to get himself traded like he were if you're watching that last Laker game I mean like he's not switching on rotations he's not boxing people out he's not moving with people when they're dribbling the ball. Like he's just clearly wasn't trying. So I think now he'll try. I mean, he got what he wanted. So why would he not, you know, act like James Harden of the last couple of years? So if they could just figure out defensively, get their chemistry up, you know, find how to play with each other, then yeah, they're going to be, they're going to probably be on that level of where the Lakers are uh, if they could figure it all out. 
Yeah, and I guess quickly I'll just talk about Indiana. I mean, because I didn't necessarily say talk about Levert going there, but uh, I mean they traded Oladipo for Levert. They swapped second round picks with the Rockets. I think this is solid for Indiana. I mean, were you going to pay Oladipo? Most likely, certainly not. Clearly not. I mean, yeah. And I think this is probably the best at this specific time you would you would have gotten for Oladipo. I mean, Levert's a young player with potential and I mean if looking around the league I just don't know what else you would have necessarily gotten for Oladipo I just don't think people wanted to trade for him uh now I mean you can Oladipo get traded from the Rockets like or the other Rockets no they'll, they'll stick on to him okay yeah I mean I, I think from Indiana's perspective though I think it's a solid trade I mean it's it's really not anything significant but uh I mean, this team's probably going to make the playoffs again. They're like, I mean, this Indiana team, we both slept on them. Um, they're a slept on team in the league. I don't know that they're going to be like, you know, significantly better than I thought they were. I mean, I think I had them at like my seven seed. Uh, they have a potential to be slightly higher than that. So they might get the five seed or something like that. And again, they're going to be a team that can push, can push the four seed, can push the three seed to seven games. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, they – I mean, like, I had them as my eighth seed. You said you had them in your seventh seed. We both thought Oladipo was going to get traded. He did. We both thought maybe Turner. I guess we'll still have to see with that. But um, I think the reason the reason they traded Oladipo was because, one, he just wanted to get traded, but he just didn't fit on that team anymore. He thought he was still the best player like he was when he got there, but clearly it's Sabonis and Brogdon who were the better players on that team. Um, and he just kind of lost his way. But, I mean, they're starting five, Brogdon, Lavert. Warren, when he's healthy, which he may – it seems like he's out for the season maybe. Maybe he comes back at some point, but maybe – like maybe for the playoffs, maybe some at some point in the regular season. But that kind of hurts him being injured. But then you have Sabonis and Turner. Net starting five. You don't have like a superstar, but that's probably like – that's one of the best collective starting fives in the NBA if you were just to look at each player. So, yeah, I mean, if war if in a world where Warren's healthy, there's absolutely yeah, no yeah. – there's no, no, there's no hole in that starting five. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, are they going to win a championship? No, but they can get to the second round. And like you said, like they're play the Sixers. That that's probably a seven game series. If they're playing Heat, that's probably a seven game series. So yeah, even the Celtics, yeah. that's probably even like a six seven game series. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I guess very quickly, like Cleveland got. I mean, they traded XM a first and a second for Jared Allen, Torian Prince, and some other random player. I mean, what are your reactions from the Cavs getting Allen, if if really anything at all? Well, I think the only thing it says is that they're probably going to trade Andre Drummond. I mean, what else is the point of getting Jared Allen, who's cheaper, uh, has similar skill set to Drummond? Uh, I mean, Drummond had he had a thirty million dollar player option this year. He's going to be a free agent. There's no way they're going to pay him. Uh, he's taking like he's taking like seventeen shots a game this year, which they definitely would rather him not do. So, if I would be surprised if Drummond doesn't get traded. Uh, I mean, they also have like they have like six centers for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. So yeah, I, I, the only thing I could take away is that they're going to trade Andre Drummond. If they can. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, we'll see if they have any suitors, but yeah, Drummond and uh, McGee are both free agents after this year. Uh, and by the way, I, I said they traded a first rounder. That was not their own first rounders just to make that clear. It was, the, it was the yeah, Bucks the first Bucks. rounder. So, I mean, you, I think for the, for the Cavs, you don't really lose much and you gain basically just, in my opinion, I would say Allen's probably better than, than Drummond right now, debatable, but he's younger and he's cheaper. Yeah. So 
for me, he's objectively objectively better than Drummond. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's the Harden trade. Um, I don't know if there's anything else NBA that we want to talk about, but um, not really. I mean, it's kind of like the last time we talked. Not much else has changed. I mean, obviously the trade, but nothing else really. I mean, there's a lot more COVID stuff, so there's been a lot more postponements. Doesn't seem like they're going to pause the season. I wouldn't expect them to, uh, but I, I guess for the these next couple of weeks, it's probably going to be a lot of postponements and a lot of scheduling changes. But other than that, nothing else has really happened. Yeah, so you want to get into the games? Or you want to? Well, I we did have a coach hired today. I mean, do we want to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about Urban Meyer quickly. So the Jags hired Urban Meyer. Uh, I mean, he's been one of the best college coaches in the past, whatever, how many years, like 15, 20 years. Uh, for me, I mean, I think giving Urban Meyer just like the key to the franchise is good. Um, it's I, I, I will see how it pans out. Um, but ultimately, I prefer, you know, if I'm going to hire Urban Meyer, I'd like to, you know, just give him access to everything, like give him access to the team. I don't want it to be a coach where, you know, you have co- you only can coach the team and you can't really be the GM as well. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but for Urban Meyer, uh, I kind of like to let him do his thing. Um, he seems, it seems that he's basically hired his own staff. Uh, he'll have, he'll have access to do whatever he wants in the team. Uh, he's obviously going to get Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure if Urban Meyer had to, was, had access to choose whatever coaching job he wanted to, um, I'm curious if Urban Meyer thought the Jaguars job was the best job in general. I probably wouldn't agree with that. I would, I would think the Chargers are, are the best job in the league right now, uh, with the Jaguars probably being second. But um, overall, I mean, I think it's a good hire. It's, you can't really put too much stock into it yet. I mean, you kind of just have to see what happens. Um, now, are they going to make the playoffs? I mean, probably not. The team's still not very talented. You have to do a bunch of rebuilding. But I expect Urban Meyer to, I mean, I expect him to kill it in the draft in the next few years. I mean, this is all the classes that he was recruiting for uh, back when they were in high school. And obviously he coached against many of these players. If not, they were on his team. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. I think it's, I think it's a good hire though. So. Yeah. uh, I think it's a really good hire too. It's, I would be interesting to see what his coaching staff is, who is his OC and who is his DC um, I'd expect them to kind of be college guys or at least guys who've worked in college. So it'll be interesting to see who he actually chooses. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence, number one. Um, they have, they have, I don't know how much cap room it exactly is, but it's one of the, I think it's top five in the league now. I mean, will they actually spend it on like a big guy? I mean, possibly, but they have talent on their team. I mean, they have Josh Allen, you know, the defensive end, not obviously not the quarterback. Uh, it was really good. He's, he just finished his second year. They have James Robinson, who is an undrafted rookie this year. Pretty sure he was a pro bowler. Um, I mean, we'll set to see if that actually, you know, will stand for these next couple of years. But they do I mean, he's the best. He's probably the best running back out of the draft. Better than Taylor. Better than better than Hilaire. Uh, I'd say Jonathan Taylor is better. But I mean, I think Robinson is probably better. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess he had a worse offensive line, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Robinson, they DJ Chark, uh, defensively, they still need help, but that's why you have this draft. I mean, obviously Lawrence is going to be your first pick, but you can improve on your offensive line a little bit. You can improve in your secondary. So I expect them to be probably, probably like four or five wins. I'd say this year, unless Lawrence is just absolutely amazing and he can carry them to maybe like six wins, but 
it's a tough division and I just really don't see them getting up to six, but I think over these next, not, I think like the second year you'll really see them. They'll probably be around seven to nine, eight and eight. If everything keeps improving and Lawrence is really the guy that you think he is. And I think that's just the culture that urban Meyer brings. Like you saw at Ohio state again, it's Ohio state. So you could say what you want, but he clearly had a culture in there and it worked um, for the time that he was, uh, that he was there. So yeah, I think it's a really good hire. Yeah. I mean, he's, he really has yet to necessarily fail at a place. I mean, completely fail yeah. at his. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into the vision, the, the, the divisional games now. Um, I guess yeah. we can start with the AFC and we'll go, we'll go chiefs Browns. Yeah. So do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. So chiefs Browns, I mean, Again, I we both have the Steelers winning, so this would have been Ravens Chiefs in both of our brackets. Uh, but this definitely worked out better for Kansas City. You'd so much rather face Cleveland than Baltimore. I don't, you know, I think most people would say that, even despite the way that Cleveland played. Um, and then obviously they get Batonio back at guard and they get Stefanski back at you know their play caller head coach, but I'd I'd be so surprised if Cleveland went into Kansas City played as perfect of a game as they did and won. Um, it's just a way different offense that they're playing. It's a way different environment. It also has fans, which I think actually does make somewhat of a difference, um, especially coming from a place where there was no fans. I mean, I don't know. It's I think it's just good that the Browns won a playoff game, and I don't really think Browns fans care as much if they were to lose this game. I and mean, one, you're playing the Chiefs. You didn't even think you'd probably win your first game anyways. And you want a playoff game for the first time since like 1999 or whatever it was. So I, I just think the Chiefs are going to show why they're the Chiefs and they're going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, the Browns this year, it felt like they were a team that was, they probably were first round out. If they get a win, awesome. I mean, the win meant a lot to the franchise and its fans clearly. Um, but I mean, now you're facing arguably the best team in the league. Uh, they were, the, they're the reigning champs. It feels like it's, it's the end of the road for the Browns. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to pick, I'm definitely going to pick the chiefs as far as the chiefs perspective is concerned. I mean, yeah, like the fact that you, you know, if you go to the super bowl, you'd ha- have only faced either the Ravens and the bills and not both uh, is clearly huge. Those are clearly the two best teams other than Chiefs and in, in the conference. So having to having them beat each other up before the conference championship is is priceless for the Chiefs. Uh, Raven, yeah, Ravens, Bills. Um, I guess I'll start. I mean, the Bills. I forget. I, I forget what exactly what the spread was on Fox, but but it's only like two and a half or something like that. Um, I really don't know who I want to take in this game. To be honest, I mean. I'm going to take the Ravens because I ultimately trust the franchise more. And that might just be like an, a bias type of thing, but um, the bills they haven't been in this position position before. I don't know if they're ready to take the next step and, and beat the Ravens now or as beating a wild as beating a wild card team, not a division winner, like taking the next step. I mean, I don't know, but I think the Ravens have been a super hot team. I think Lamar Jackson has played incredibly well as of recently. Uh, I think they built some chemistry um, beating beating the Titans last week. I'm going to take the Ravens. I think it'll be a close game regardless. I think the Ravens probably win by a field goal or a touchdown or something like that. Uh, but I think it's a very competitive game. I think 
Allen plays well, but I think Allen misses some throws, and I think uh, that might be the reason why why the Ravens win. I'm going to go with the Bills. I mean, they were my Super Bowl picks, so I, I mean, I have to go with them, but it definitely hurts that they have to play the Ravens instead of the Steelers. I mean, they'd so much rather play the Steelers in this round and then face Kansas City or even Baltimore. I mean, that game would have been a toss-up. and Maybe not a toss-up, but definitely a lot closer than Browns-Chiefs would have been, so... This game is going to be, like we said this last week, it's going to be the most entertaining game of the weekend by far. Um, it's supposed to snow in Buffalo, which I think has it's definitely going to have somewhat of an effect. I mean, it's the first, if it actually does snow, then, or at least there's snow on the ground, um, it'll be the first snow game that Lamar has ever played in. Now, you might say that helps the run because, you know, you're not going to be throwing as much if it's going to be snowing because it's going to be a wet ball and everything. But I don't know. I think the Bills are just, I don't know. I, I like the Bills' chances in this game. Um, again, them being at home definitely helps. The Ravens are – I mean, these are the two hottest teams in the league, I'd say, um, in the Ravens and the Bills. Now, the Bills have done it way more convincingly than the Ravens have and against probably better opponents. But, uh, I mean, the Colts played the Bills really tough in the first game, um, and the Ravens, I would say, handled the Titans pretty easily. Now, I think there's two – I think the Colts were better than the Titans all season long, but – yeah, this will be a very interesting game. It'll, I think this will be more of a kind of like prove-it game for Lamar than last week was. I think this is just a way better team than the Titans were. So if he performs amazing like he did last week, they definitely have a real chance, and they'd probably win the game if he do, if he performs like he did. But I don't know. I, I find trouble in trusting him um, in this playoff game. And I, I, I kind of like – I would rather trust uh, Josh Allen more, which it's, it kind of sounds ridiculous if you were talking about this last year. But – I think most people would probably agree with me on that. No, I definitely think so. Uh, again, I, I I could see it going either way. I'm going to go Ravens, but I mean, if the Bills won, I honestly, I mean, I wouldn't really be surprised at all. Uh, we'll go NFC. We'll start off with the one that's probably easier to pick. Um, we'll go Rams Packers. I'll let you go first in this one. Yeah, uh, this is the, this is uh, my picks going to be the Packers. Um, it definitely helps. Like the, I picked the uh, the Rams to beat the Seahawks last week, and obviously it happened. So the Packers are definitely way happier to be seeing um, the Rams rather than the Bucks if the Seahawks had won. So the Rams. I mean, it was just announced today that uh, Wolford's out. Which I mean, I think you were probably going to go. It's kind of seemed like they were honestly going to go him if, if he was healthy. I think they would have gone him over golf, which. That would have been very surprising. It's like not only did golf win that. I mean, obviously your defense won that playoff game last week, but I mean, golf, he made throws when he had to, again, he's playing with a broken thumb and with like splints in his thumb. So like every throw was not going to be accurate, which you obviously saw he was nine of 19, but he didn't throw a pick. He threw a touchdown. He made plays when he had to make plays. I think a week being healthier is going to help, but you're playing in Lambeau. It's going to be super cold, which does not help his thumb at all. Uh, and you're playing the Packers, who have been one of the best teams in the league, you know, throughout this season. They've been very consistent, except for probably the Tampa game. Um, their offense is – I know the Rams' defense is really good, but the Packers' offense is almost unstoppable. If Jalen can stop Devontae, then it's going to be very interesting because if – if Devontae's not going to have a monster game, then Aaron Jones is going to have to have a monster game. But the Rams' run defense is really good. So I think it comes down to that matchup between Jalen and Devontae. But I, I think the Packers will be able to win this game. I'm going with the Rams, and this is not it's a not joke a lot, at all. Really? I'm going with the Rams. I think 
you know, I mean, obviously golf being injured is huge. I'd be so much more confident if golf was healthy, but uh, I think golf, I think golf has a good game. I think he goes 20, 20 for 30, 22 for 30, uh, two touchdowns. I, I think he plays a turnover free game. I think the Rams defense might be the best in the league. At least it might be the best in the playoffs that are, that's remaining. Uh, I Ramsey's not a, a traveling cornerback. He's not going to, he's not going to go. He's not going to be on the left. He's, he's not going to go from the left to the right or the right to the left. He's probably not going to be in the slot at all, but uh, I'd expect to see Ramsey on Adams for a solid amount of the game. Um, if Ramsey wins that matchup when they're together, then I think that gives the Rams a much better chance to win. Uh, I think Donald has to have a big game. Um, is he playing? He's playing. He's playing. Yeah. So, I mean, Donald has to, I just wanted to make sure Donald has to have a big game. He's probably gonna have to have two, if not like three sacks for them to really win this game. But I'm just kind of in the mood to pick an upset. And I think this is, I haven't really heard too many people pick the Rams at all. I just think, you know, everyone's going with the Packers and, you know, do the, do the Rams win the game? I mean, probably not, but I'm going to pick the Rams. And I, I did, I genuinely think it'll be a much closer game than people think. Uh, I just think the Rams defense is just too good for them to just get blown out of the water. Um, and I, I, I think the Rams are going to win. I think it'll be a close game too. I think the Rams defense will be, it'll contain the Packers. Like I think they'll probably be in the twenties, but I don't see them putting up like 30, 40 points. But I mean, if golf, if the only way the Rams can really win though, I mean like the Jalen matchup, yes, but golf has to have no turnovers. If he, if he has like one turnover, it's it's just going to change the whole perception of the game, you know, field position, everything. If the Packers get a touchdown off that, like there's so many things that could happen. So if he plays turnover free football, I think it's definitely, it's definitely a real chance, but asking him to not have a turnover when, even when he was healthy, he was, I mean, it was him and Wentz for who were the most turnover guys in the league. So now that he has the broken thumb, it, it's going to be tough. And it's a, even though the Seahawks defense was playing really well, um, I kind of like the Packers defense in the in this element. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be really tough for golf to not have a turnover this game. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams. It also it also makes my life in the conference championship a little bit easier if they win. So <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. think we know where you're going in the conference, uh in the other NFC game then. Other the last game, uh Bucks at Saints. I mean, I guess I'll start. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I mean, yeah, I think so. My biggest reason ultimately with going, okay, there's two big reasons. The first one is um, I like Tom Brady and the Bucks are my favorite team in the playoffs right now. They're probably my second favorite team in general in the league. Um, if I had to pick a second favorite, I guess, I mean, they definitely would be uh, clearly, but um, I mean, the saints just have this, they have this choky thing about them in the playoffs. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, honestly, I really have no clue. I, I don't know if it's a breeze thing, a Peyton thing, a culture thing. If they just don't have a, a leader that motivates them. I, I don't know what it is, but it just happens every year. It almost happened in the bears game. Had that bears team been slightly more competent and had whims caught that ball, then you, then Bree starts sweating, Peyton starts sweating. But because of that, I mean, they essentially just won that game for free for nothing. Uh, so I think, I think the bucks are going to win this game. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to go. I mean, I'm, I'm sure It'll probably both teams will probably be in the 30s. If I had to guess, I think it'll be a high scoring game, even though both defenses are pretty solid. Um, I just think Breeze versus Brady. I mean, that's that's going to be a high scoring matchup. I don't see I don't I don't see it not being a high scoring matchup, uh, but I think the Bucks will probably pull out. I think the Bucks offense is 
better. I think it's better. I think I think Brady's the better quarterback than Breeze. I don't know. I don't know how much it is by, but I think Brady's better. I would take Brady. I think around Brady. I think the surrounding cast on offense is also better, even though the Saints do have Thomas Kamara. I still, I would still take the Bucks surrounding cast. Uh, I would. The defenses are. I mean, the Saints probably have the better defense, um, but that doesn't by no means is the Bucks defense garbage at all. Um, if they can rush Breeze and make him feel uncomfortable, they can force a couple turnovers and win the game. So, I'm going to go with the Bucks also. Um, it's not more so the Saints like choking. I think yeah, uh, I'm not really going down that way, but I think the Bucks. I mean, I've been saying this again, like I don't know how many times I have to say this, but I've been saying this for the last couple weeks, couple months, that the Bucks are they're the second best team in the NFC behind the Packers. And the Saints have I, I was big on the Saints early, but then I just some of their games, maybe it was Breeze getting hurt also and Thomas not being healthy the entire season. I don't know what it was, but it just seemed like they kind of just lost steam. And I mean that Bears game was definitely not good. It wasn't a good vote for confidence for people who are, you know, Saints believers. Um and I'm definitely more I definitely am more on the path of the Bucks than I am the Saints. And one thing the Bucks do get Devin White back, who didn't play last week. Um, I'm pretty sure Ronald Jones is going to play. Mike Evans is going to be another week healthier. So they're definitely getting a lot more pieces back. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a close game. Like I think it's going to be in the 30s, uh, like you said. It's going to be back and forth. Um, will it come down to it seems like these last couple of playoff losses, Breeze has had a turnover that's kind of cost them the game, but it kind of gets thrown under the bus, like the Rams game. You know, that obviously you have the pass interference call that wasn't called, but they it was in overtime. The Saints had the ball to start the ball, uh, start overtime, and he threw a pick. I don't think people really talk about that as much, but um, I don't know. I, I just see the Bucks being able to win this game again, third time playing this season. The Saints won the first two. It's very, very hard to beat a team three times in one season. Um, I'm not sure what the exact stat is on that, but it's probably the team that's actually done it. It's probably only a couple times, um, if that, honestly. So I just think all – I think it's all in favor of the Bucks going into this game. So, yeah, it's kind of – it's – I'm going to go with the Bucks. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's our divisional pr- predictions. Uh, I mean, I, and as far as our predictions are concerned, biggest upset prediction would definitely be my Rams call. I think – you know, we're going to we're going to come back here on Sunday night and we're going to just be amazed at how good that prediction was. That's what I that's what I think. Uh, <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Um, well, that would ruin my my Super Bowl pick. I mean, I, I had the Packers winning. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's just if it goes how the regular season went. I mean, I mean, if the, if the, Rams, were to beat, the Rams were to beat the Packers, do you really think the Bucks would beat the Rams? Like, yeah. So you're saying the Bucks are better than the Packers? Well, that's the translative property or whatever it's called doesn't really. It doesn't always work like that, but. I mean, it's what you're. Do saying. I think the Ram? Do I think the Bucks are better than the Packers? Uh, I think they have a better. I think they have a higher ceiling. Maybe I don't know. I. I think I don't know. I think their defenses are the same, and I think the Packers have a more explosive offense. I think the I think the Bucks have a really good offense too, but I think the Packers is just way more explosive. We'll see. 
I mean, maybe they'll play in the NFC Championship game or something. Yeah, but. I mean, that's that's what I picked for mine, and I had the Packers winning, so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Packers also would be at home, but yeah, I I think yeah. the Bucks. honestly, I think they're a better team than the Packers. Uh, is it bias? Probably. It's yeah. probably bias, but <laughs> I mean, there's one. if there's one thing that you just can't do, it's like I just can't – I can't bet against Brady sometimes. I was happy Brady left New England, by the way, but I mean – yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just it's tough. Like, I well, just have to have, watch him fail. Stress watching him. Like, it's not like it's your team that is in the game. You could just watch him. No, there's still stress. I mean, like, yeah, but it's they're... not like, but it's not like if he makes a mistake, you're like, it's all on the Patriots franchise. Like, at least it's another franchise if something were to happen. Yeah, but Brady's still kind of connected in a way to the Pats franchise. Like, because if you're hating on if you're hating on the Pats, you're probably hating on Brady. It's just like you know, I don't know, but. Like yeah, you, I mean, yeah. the Cowboys just wouldn't have anything like that because they're just not a very good franchise, and they just never have been. Like those Super Bowls, kind of, I don't know. Like they're just, well, I guess, so I mean, old we'll at this what, point. So we'll see what happens in the next ten years when I mean, the Pats, the Pats don't make the playoffs every single season. We'll see what happens. I mean, sure, but the Cowboys might end up being the same way. So, anyways, uh, I mean, that's it for this episode, uh, right? Um, so. Unless well, anything else you wanted to say. I guess for next Sunday, I mean, we're going to recap the divisional games, but I guess we're going to talk about as long as no other coaches get hired between uh, today's Thursday and then Sunday, I, we'll, t- we'll definitely talk about the open. Again, Urban Meyer got hired, but I think there's still uh, six or seven other openings. So we'll definitely talk about it. Um, we may make predictions, maybe not. I'm not sure, but we're definitely going to talk about it on Sunday night because by the time next week, though, a lot of a lot of those spots may be filled. Who even knows? So, yeah. Um, also, uh, I haven't said this in a little bit, but uh, social media handles and all that uh, going to be in the description of this video. Um, Twitter, all that stuff. If we have it, it'll be in the description. So make sure to follow those or whatever. Um, Spotify, YouTube, obviously probably watching it on one of these or listening uh but that's it uh we'll be back sunday night with everything so uh yeah 